Leading Edge Medicine provides only general medical information. Since everyone's individual situation is unique, you should consult your own physician before taking any action related to your personal health. All content of this program is intended for general informational purposes only. Good morning and welcome to Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umet. Leading Edge Medicine is sponsored by Longevity Medical Clinics and is devoted to helping you feel and function better tomorrow than you do today by providing the newest and most advanced medical care designed to improve both your body and your brain. Leading Edge Medicine will keep you informed regarding the very latest developments in science and medicine while highlighting some of the Northwest's most prominent physicians, all while helping you separate the science from the silly and the facts from the fiction. This is live call-in radio at its very best, giving you the opportunity to participate in the show. And now, here are your hosts for Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat, along with their co-host, Lynette Morgan. And good morning to you. It's a wet good one. Good morning. It is indeed. Yes. But we, you know, we're in western Washington in late winter, almost, almost. spring. That's right. A few weeks till spring officially springs I at us. Oh, and the only reason I know what day, it's also my husband's birthday. Oh. In 16 days, spring will be here. So. Okay. We got one last dumping of snow, which I was thrilled for because yeah. our trip to Banff got canceled because of snow and ice. <laughs> because of snow. Yeah. Well, you know, but I think Banff got something like 12 or 15 feet. I mean. <laughs> I know. And, you know, nobody's, 22 below. And it's yeah, like, yeah. Nobody's know. going anywhere in Banff right now. No, no. Yeah. So. Now, see, I'm going to be in snow tomorrow. But, <gasps> yeah, we're going to go do some ice hiking. Oh, fine. We're going up in the mountains, and we're going to hike to an ice-covered waterfall. Oh. So we got, you know, got to get our our micro spikes on our shoes. Our shoes and I'll be waterproofing right. everything today. And then we'll get up in the morning, go. Uh, grab a very light breakfast because we want to get there early before anyone else and uh, yeah start oh, hiking through the snow and the ice uh, working our way down to the river and the waterfalls oh and that will be so, gorgeous yeah. any ice caves in that area that you'll be no no, no? the ice okay. caves are further north okay and yeah. that's where my son likes to go that's why I was wondering okay where are those no no these are these are just waterfalls that oh. tend to freeze over and then you've got the water coming down through this Beautiful mm. cascade of ice crystals. So it's, oh, yeah. Perfect. It's, yeah. But it's it makes for an interesting hike on the slippery ice on the mountain trails. Okay, yes. You be careful, <laughs> so, Dr. Mixon. <laughs> we yeah. don't want anything happening uh, to you. Yeah, well, you know, if you fall and you land in snow, it's not so bad. It's not too bad. On no. the other hand, if you slide off the trail and fall down the hill, that's a whole different Yeah, not so good. So, so. if you fall, uh, you make a snow angel, and then you get right back up. That's right. That's the idea. Yeah. That's good. There's none of this... I've fallen and I can't, can't get, get up. up. No, no. Maybe in another 40 years. We'll see. Yeah, maybe. But, eh, 45 but for yeah. you. But I'm only 75. So, you know, That's no, right. nowhere near this can't get up stuff. No. Yes. <laughs> well, here we are uh, in March. We were here in February last uh, last weekend was February. March is here. And we'll see. Uh, did it come in like a lion or a lamb or just an ice uh, a snowman? You know, maybe. I don't know what. It really wasn't that bad. It really I mean, this wasn't. was not no. a lion roaring into no it, we had it, snow started to melt when march was here yeah and, you know we get a little snow and by you know two in the afternoon the roads are bare again I mean, well, not, easy to drive in not exactly exciting there so. you go that's it well what is exciting of course is uh the show live today of course mm-hmm. here every saturday at this time and we would love to give you that phone number so that you can get ready with your questions here is the number to call and get in the queue right now you we don't want you to wait until the last half hour of the show. No, no, because then you may not get in. Yes, because that's when a so lot of people call, call in. Mm-hmm. 800-465-8770 with your questions for Dr. Mixon. That number again is 800-465-8770. I'm Lynette. Dr. Mixon is here. And any news for medical stuff as we are looking at spring down the road? What's it looking you like? Know, not a whole lot of new news. I mean, obviously the... The COVID surge this winter never happened. Nope, never did. Just did not happen. You know, they, and, and yet we are still having the, <laughs> the emergency. The emergency extended. <laughs> Just For in case what? we have it. It's like, and it no, never it's, happened. No, 
things? It's because it's a Supreme Court thing. Okay. Uh, some of the stuff that Mr. Biden wants to do with, for instance, the uh, the student loan stuff, uh-huh. he justifies it by it's an emergency measure. So, oh, okay. So he, normally, a president would not have the authority, okay, but the Congress way back in on the 9-11, uh-huh. 2001, okay, they they passed an emergency measure saying that the president could in fact you know do things and and forgive debts and change contracts and stuff in case of the emergency. Now they were talking about nine eleven. Yes, but Mr. Biden has said, well, but this is an emergency, and so I can write off four hundred billion dollars of of private contracts and just change those contracts by by you know by my personal order uh because we have an emergency that we're still in and so he keeps extending the emergency as it wins its way through the courts uh. because that is his justification for the student loan debt is to use the the 911 attack on America as an emergency but he says well this is an equal emergency uh. even though we've had no surge this year. Yeah, no surge. The, the last COVID surge was February of 2022. Okay. We are now 13 months after the last real surge. Mm-hmm. And but he wants to keep the emergency going because that's his excuse for doing the the student debt cancellation. Okay. Uh, you know, a lot of people may not have connected that. I'm glad that you did because it's like, well, that's what's his going art. on here? With It's like, ah. See, I read I read the filings in the court. I okay. read the, the things that they, that they put before the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court has heard the arguments this week. Uh-huh. And so, but they had to put in their paper filings before they made the formal verbal arguments. So I read their papers and then I listened to the, the arguments and that's basically their argument to the Supreme Court. The president has the authority to do it because we're in an emergency. Emergency situation. Right. All right. <sighs> All right. What can I tell you? You know, right. um, Government, government, but no COVID going on. So no that's COVID. A good thing. That's really not. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there's a little COVID around, just like there's a it's, little. There will be else. forever, but that doesn't mean we have a forever emergency. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a piddly amount. Um. Yeah. We've you know we got. The flu passed, the monkeypox passed, the yep. RSV passed, the COVID passed. But, you know, <laughs> the, the politicians don't want to let go of their emergency powers. Okay. That's really all it comes down to. Mm. Um, medically, there are some kind of fascinating stuff. But, but even there, it's medical legal. Uh, it's mostly sorting through which lies we were told by which government agency. Mm, okay. <laughs> That's got to be a lot of sorting. It is a, a lot, lot of, of sorting, sorting because there's a, it, it turns uh, out that the vast majority of the actual misinformation that went out w- was promulgated by federal agencies. Mm. <laughs> and so most of the people mm. that were that were maligned as conspiracy theorists turned out they were telling the truth. Wow. <laughs> so Okay. What are you going to do? Um, Dr. Mixon's basics of, of, of politics are as follows. You've all heard it a dozen times. You're going to hear it <laughs> one more time. People who want to run their own lives, stay home and do so. Yes. People who want to run other people's lives, seek public office. That's right. <laughs> That's right. The left wants to run my life in one way. Mm. The right wants to run my life in a different way. Mm. What they have in common is they, they all won't. believe they're better qualified to run my life than I <laughs> than am. you are. And I disagree. <laughs> yeah, I disagree. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Well. All right. There you go. A little politics mixed in with your medicine this morning. And I would generally be happy to leave the politicians alone, except that they keep getting involved in medicine. Yes. And medicine is what I live in. And so when they mess in my field, I have the right to to throw it right back in their lying teeth. There you go. Yeah, because you know they're not going to pick it up and scoop it. So. (laughs) All right. Oh, boy. This is Leading Edge Medicine. Good morning. I'm Lynette. Dr. Jerry Mixon here. And we have a number for you. You to call to get in line for your questions 800-465-8770 if you'd like to call and talk about a recent um, well diagnosis that you've gotten sure. maybe something you don't quite understand or maybe some things we've talked about on the program that you'd like some more details we would love to talk with you 800-465-8770 <laughs> 
800-465-8770. And should we take a phone call right off the bat? Let's take a phone call. Let's just dive right in. And if you'd like to get in and be early like Dennis of Vancouver, then you can call us at 800-465-8770. Good morning, Dennis. Are you in Vancouver, Washington or British Columbia? Well, I'm actually in Battleground, but Vancouver is more recognizable. <laughs> oh, yes. Washington. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to be in Vancouver next Saturday. I won't be, I won't be here. Dr. Samara will be running, we're running the show, but I'm going to be down in Vancouver for my 10 year old daughter's fencing competition. Oh, fun. So, <laughs> okay. Well, that's yes. something for us to go attend, maybe. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I give, I give my daughter. You know, let's see, second marriage, second time around. I'm, you know, I've, I've got one of the few seventy-five year olds I know with a ten-year-old daughter at home. Um, but I put a lot of time and effort into daddying these days. Yes, you do. And You're so an awesome, daddy. Every morning she gets her her first piano lesson of the day. She takes two piano lessons a day. So I, daddy gives her the first one on each morning and the evening I give her a fencing lesson. Ah, okay. Because I fenced in college. Oh, okay. Oh, we need pictures on the website, Dr. Mixon. That's right. Me and me and my, yeah. And and I'm, I'm using the black you know, I'm, I'm dressed all in black oh. with white because it's because it's the coaches, you know. Okay. The fencers are dressed in white. Okay. And the coaches dress in black. And I so I have all, yeah, right. yeah. My 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 wife says I, I look intimidating like as hell dressed <laughs> all in black with my big mesh black helmet. Yes. And, you know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> tell me, Dennis, what can I help you with today? Mm. Well, you've you've talked a lot about senescent cells, and I, I get in the habit sometimes of start surfing on other health issues and ran across mitochondria. Is there any relationship between senescent cells and yes. mitochondria? Sure, sure. You know, there is a propensity among every human being to try to simplify the world. You know, everything is caused by this or by that. And this aging process is the same way. The reality is aging is multifactorial. There's not one thing going on. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, mitochondrial dysfunction is an important part of, of the aging process. One of the reasons we don't do well. Um, for those of you that are a little weak on your cellular biology. I know. I was just thinking I mean, biology. I remember mitochondria. Okay. That's right. Mitochondria are the little organelles within every cell in your body that produce the energy that, re- that allows life. Okay. okay. And so the the mitochondria take the the glucose primarily, the blood sugar, and they metabolize it into ATP, which is a a, a high energy state compound. And we then use the ATP produced by the mitochondria to produce the energy to drive life. As you get older and your mitochondria become less and less functional. Uh, you have uh, less and less energy. Mm. Your muscles don't work as well. Your brain doesn't work as well. Your kidneys don't work as well. Your eyes don't work as well. Nothing in your body works well unless the mitochondria are in peak condition because they are producing the energy for life. Okay. All right. Um, there's a lot of reasons for mitochondrial dysfunction, but anything that damages the cells high blood sugars, high insulin levels, high free radicals, uh, the presence of senescent cells all inhibit proper mitochondrial function. And, and there's probably a dozen other things, you know, electrolyte imbalances and so on. Um, so anything that decreases mitochondrial function, and since you brought up senescent cells, yes, senescent cells, as they develop, uh, inhibit the proper growth and functioning of thousands of cells around them. Mm. Uh, one of the estimates I've seen is that one senescent cell can inhibit the proper functioning of twelve to 15,000 healthy cells. Whoa. So it doesn't take a high senescent cell load to decrease the overall function of your body. And one of the ways it's doing it, some of the chemicals produced by that senescent cell, and there are dozens of them, by the way, um, a senescent cell has undergone a very basic change, and it becomes the kind of the zombie cell. 
it can no longer do its job. It no longer functions as it is supposed to. And instead of putting out healthy growth factors in its exosomes and acellular vesicles, the, the way in which every cell connects and communicates with every other cell in your body, it's putting out anti-growth, mm. anti-healing, pro-cancer sorts of chemicals into the bloodstream. Uh-oh. And so as your senescent cell load rises, your incidence of cancer increases, your muscles get weaker, your brain does not work as well, your heart doesn't pump as efficiently, your lungs, your kidneys, nothing works as well. And in fact, every cell in your body is less and less able to do its job properly. And those cells actually become inhibited from their own growth and development. Now, a young person, a 20-year-old, produces senescent cells, but they don't produce as many as old people do. Ah, okay. And their senescent cells are destroyed very quickly. Your immune system recognizes the pro-inflammatory anti-growth nature of these cells and comes in and destroys them. And so a young person's senescent cells will only survive about a day and a half. Only oh, wow. Okay so, okay, so only you know 30 some hours, 33, 34 hours, and they're gone. Uh, old people, we not only produce more senescent cells, but those cells will evade your immune response for up to two and a half weeks. Oh boy. And so the number of senescent cells builds up rapidly as you age. Okay. okay. Mm. So we're going to find out more. I'll be back in just a minute. We've got to take right. a little break. We'll take a break right now. If you'd like to get in today on Leading Edge Medicine, like Dennis, and Dennis, by the way, you hang on, uh, here's the number to call. It's 800 465 8770. And we will be right back with Dr. Jerry Mixon in just a moment. Aging gracefully is a terrible option. Learn to live to your fullest potential. It's a lot more fun. Call with your question at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Stay tuned for more. Is chronic pain beginning to make your everyday life a challenge? Then consider the only doctor with over 30 years of experience in pain medicine techniques, including stem cell therapy. That's Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, with Eastside Pain and Regenerative Medicine. Here's what a satisfied patient had to say. Yeah, I started about like a year and a half ago. Uh, I started having some sharp pain in my left hip. It's getting tough to climb upstairs, uh, tough to play with the kids. Everybody was kind of pointing towards the same thing of, you know, you had to get a hip replacement. And Dr. Nelson's great about saying, hey, you know, there's there's different types of medicine out there that we can help fix this without surgery. Six to eight weeks later, you start to realize like, oh, I, I can climb a stair. And it was really actually kind of great after that eight week mark, like oh, I can start doing things. So definitely see the results pretty quick. Don't let pain take control of your life. Consider stem cell therapy with Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, 425-823-4000. That's 425-823-4000. Or you can find Dr. Daniel Nelson online at DanielNelsonMD.com. I had gone to my doctor, but I found out I had osteoporosis. She wanted me to go on the traditional female hormones. And then I heard Dr. Mixon on the radio. Radio. Then I realized there were really good options that were different, and I didn't have to take the traditional route. Within three months of being a patient at Longevity, I had my energy back. I could feel happy again. You make me feel so young. You make me feel so spring. And every time I see you grin, I'm such a happy individual. And we're back, Leading Edge Medicine and the songs that make you uh, smile, we hope. And this yes. is one of my favorite ones because it's one I sang to Bandine when oh, she first came to live with me 19 years ago. Make so. me feel so young. That's perfect. Yes. That will be on our playlist forever, I think. That will I think be so, one of those favorites. It is, it is one of those that takes Jerry back to warm, fuzzy memories with, oh, his, with his love. So, yes, yes. Um, All right. So, right. Dennis, Fido, let's see. We were talking about mitochondria. Mitochondria. Mitochondria yeah. and senescent cells. Right. So that's the intersection there is okay. that, uh, you know, higher senescent cell loads inhibit mitochondrial function. It's one of the many things that can inhibit mitochondrial function and make your whole body work less efficiently. Mm. So is that 
Is that helpful, Dennis? Does for it you? help you, or is there? It, you, would you, do you need a, I'm a simple man, so it takes a while for me to process all that information. <laughs> uh, but I, I appreciate it. It's a, it's a good classroom you have every Saturday. Yes, I appreciate. I learned so much, Thank don't you? you? Thank <laughs> you. you know, I. I I'm well aware that the, the word doctor is from the Latin, which means the teacher, the professor. <laughs> so, so this is this is my excuse for not becoming a college professor, because I don't want to live on their salary. Uh, there you go. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Well, Dennis, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Dennis. Very bye good. Bye-bye. Thank you for your call. Lines are open for you, 800-465-8770. All right, so uh, best thing we can do for ourselves as we're heading into spring. As we head into spring. Well, one thing you want to do, since we've been talking about senescent cells, is decrease your production of senescent cells. Okay. Or kill as many senescent cells as you can. Kill the zombie cells. Kill the zombie cells. You know, wipe out those zombies. And no, you can't do it with an arrow through their head because senescent cells don't have a head. No, they don't. So, um, <laughs> what you do have to do, and is one of a couple of things. First of all, the simplest way is to exercise every muscle in your body. Uh, It turns out that physical exercise kills senescent cells in those muscles and in the fat laying over those muscles. So that is one thing that you can do. Okay. Vigorous exercise. Uh, I'm not talking about walking at the rate of your Pekingese, you know, <laughs> with those little two-inch legs. Uh, you, you need to exercise. You need to actually stress the muscles. Okay. But uh, there are there has been a couple of studies done in which they they actually measure the senescent cells in the fat overlaying a muscle. Mm. They didn't want to do the muscle biopsies, but a fat biopsy is pretty innocuous. And so they take little pieces of fat over a muscle group. They measure the number of senescent cells in it. They put the people then on a regimen of exercises that specifically exercise that muscle. Okay. okay? And then they come back in in three months after three months of good exercise and find that the senescent cells in the overlying fat have been cut in half. Ooh. That's so huge. you can reduce those by 50% with three months of vigorous exercise. But you only works right around that muscle. Okay. So you to, to do this properly, you'd have to go on an exercise program that involves all of the muscles in your legs, okay. all of the muscles in your torso, and all of the muscles in your upper extremities. Hmm. So a full body workout. So, <laughs> everything below basis. the neck. <laughs> yes. Well, and probably making the brain work is how those those mental exercises, the learning poetry and stuff, you're forcing the cells to function, and they then put out more growth and repair chemicals, which are what kill the senescent cells. Okay, so it is definitely full body. So it is definitely full body, including your mind. Now, three months of vigorous total body exercise would reduce you by about 50%. Wow. Although I'm not sure what it would do in your liver and your kidneys and so on, which are also places you want them dead. Mm-hmm. So more efficiently, of course, uh, as you come to Longevity Medical Clinic, we put you on our anti-senescent program. We treat you with medications for three days each week for three weeks, and that will reduce your senescent cell load by about 70%. Wow. That's huge. Yeah. That gives you a great start. So then you end up, you know, three, so three, three courses of therapy once a, once a day, three days a week for three weeks, reduces your senescent cell load by 70%. So now you, you far more efficient than three months of vigorous exercise. Yes. Especially total body exercise. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. The problem being, of course, once we stop, you start forming new senescent cells. You're still young. Okay. Or you're still not young. And so your immune system needs to be boosted to the highest level we can, which is why we're looking for enhancing your growth factors. We put you on the anabolic hormone load. You know, the increased anabolic hormones shift your metabolism towards muscle and away from fat. Uh, they dramatically change the way your brain works, drive ambition, self-confidence, stress tolerance, mood, all improve. Uh, and so we're basically talking about getting you on the longevity program. There you go. And let's talk about that. So somebody hearing us talk about the senescent cells is like, okay, I want to come and I want to start on this regimen right now. 
But there are a few steps that we need to we, do first. Yeah. So let's well, talk you know, about it, that. It depends. If you are somebody that is is reaching the state of sarcopenia, okay. this is where you're simply sliding downhill at a relatively rapid rate. You're losing your muscle. You're losing your strength. You're having trouble standing up from a chair. You mm-hmm. know. I probably on that person would start them on the senescent cell therapy pretty early in the program. Okay. You know, okay. Uh, I would get them, I would shift them towards the anabolic hormone load. I'd increase their growth factors and I'd put them on senescent cells probably within the first two or three months of the program. Okay. Typically, we wait longer than that. Typically, we start with everything else first. Uh, we measure all your current body functions. We raise your anabolic hormone load back to where it was at 25 or 30. That then shifts your metabolism towards muscle away from fat, allows you to get the strength and the energy to get more active. Okay. And then once we've got that stabilized, usually three to six months or so, then we would add the senescent cell therapy as the next step. Okay. Okay. So we have multiple functions that we can do at longevity and, you know, it precisely what we do for each individual depends on that individual's needs. You know, uh, the good Lord made us all according to a the same general plan, <laughs> <laughs> but there is enormous variation yes. in your individual metabolism, and there's also enormous variation in individual lifestyles. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I saw a, a kind of a fun, made me raise an eyebrow a little bit uh, on LinkedIn. <laughs> uh, somebody. Somebody posted a a quote from Deepak Chopra that basically said, you know, um, uh, how you think, how you live and what you eat can affect your life for 30 to 50 years. And I said, well, yeah, but that's kind of vague. Yeah. Uh, What you think, what you eat and how you live. Well, how you live is pretty wide itself. Mm -hmm. What you eat is pretty wide itself. You know, so, yeah, I agree with, you know. Deepak, however, uh, my patients need a lot more detail than that. Than that, yeah, you don't want to be <laughs> that vague. <laughs> and, oh, that's, and that's why we have these, you know, hour-long doctor visits. Mm-hmm. You come in, we do, we do your history, we do your testing, we come up with about a seventy-page uh, laboratory report. You sit down with your doctor. They spend an hour going over that report. They outline what you're going to do. Then, if you decide to be a patient, we start you on a program. We try to get some progress in one area, and once that area is improving, we use that improvement to make further improvement in other areas. So you have to start somewhere and make some change, and then it's stepwise. And so that's why we we set people up and say, you really need to stay with us at least a year. A year is pretty much the minimum, because... You've been doing bad things to yourself for 50, 60, 70 years. Uh, Decades. And so for us to really make a significant turnaround, it's going to take at least a year. Okay. And then we can, you know, we, we can make further and further progress. And I've been on therapy for 25 years now. There you go. Almost 26. Um, it's a it's a never ending process. Well, I guess it ends when you die. Yes, but, but uh, <laughs> until then, as it's long a, as I'm up and kicking, it's a spiral up instead it is a spiral of down. Up. And mm-hmm. and we keep adding new stuff. People that were our patients ten years ago and for some reason went away. We have a an enhanced program now. We can do things we couldn't do ten years ago, and certainly not things we did twenty some years ago. We can add to that dramatically. Wow. Okay. And that's why uh, Longevity, of course, is the sponsor of Leading Edge Medicine. And we want you to get in and have that free health analysis appointment. Uh, it's simply you give us some information about your medical history, what, like Dr. Mixon says, what life has done to you so far. And we do two tests just to see where you are. And those include an A1C test. And what does that do, Dr. Mixon? Hemoglobin A1C measures the percentage of your red blood cells that have been damaged by your blood sugar. Mm-hmm. And the higher the percentage of cells that have been damaged, the higher your risk of dementia. Because even within the normal range, you can double the rate at which you're losing brain cells. Mm-hmm. Uh, so dementia, heart disease, diabetes, osteoarthritis, uh, strokes, all of these things can be predicted 
in a general way by the A1C. Okay. Uh, we then can uh, do your body composition. We we call it a, an in-body test, and that measures the amount of muscle and fat in all four extremities and in your torso. Because people think of fat as a cosmetic issue, and it's not. Fat is actually a very active hormone gland. Mm. It, it produces more than 85 different compounds that it dumps into your bloodstream. Wow. And those 85 compounds primarily increase atherosclerosis and degeneration in every cell in your body. Mm. So we we need to take a hard look at that. Absolutely. And we need you to come in in order to make that happen. Right. Then you can come in. You'll see our doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to, we can do a, a much larger laboratory test that is a little more expensive, about 600 bucks. And with that, you'll sit down with the doctor for an hour. They'll go over your test. They go over your history. And they outline what it's going to take for you to become an active patient at longevity. Absolutely. You can call and make your free health analysis appointment right now. 866-86-YOUNG. The number is 866-86-YOUNG. Somebody can get you scheduled at one of the clinics near you. We have one in Linwood. Also Tacoma and Kirkland. Pick the clinic near you by calling 866-86-YOUNG. You can also go to our website, which is lmclinic.com. That's lmclinic.com. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with your phone calls. uh, And we have the lines wide open right now. So if you've got a question for Dr. Jerry Mixon, now's the time to call at 800-465-8770. We'll be right back. Leading Edge Medicine. Listen to past programs by going to lmclinic.com. Call in now at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Pete Talbot here again for a good friend of mine, Dr. Michael Gilbert of Northwest Vision Institute in Bellevue and Kirkland. My wife Vicki and I have been seeing him for over 20 years. But most importantly, Michael and his entire medical team are simply amazing, offering what virtually no other clinics offer, an advanced ocular exam. Honestly, it's like Dr. McCoy on Star Trek compared to the typical eye exam you're used to. For nearly 40 years now, I've been researching and interviewing physicians throughout the country, and I can tell you whether it's LASIK, RLE, refractive cataract surgery, retina, or dry eye problems, without question. Dr. Gilbert and all the doctors at Northwest Vision Institute are some of the most advanced in the Pacific Northwest. To schedule your advanced ocular exam, go to end nwvision.com nwvision.com or you can call 425-450-2020 425-450-2020 This is Carolyn in our 60s my husband and I were struggling with libido and I've always called him Dudley do right because he's such a good guy but since longevity now I'm calling him Studley do right Welcome back. It's Leading Edge Medicine. My name is Lynette here with Dr. Jerry Mixon in the studio. We are live today. Uh, excited to talk to you. If you've got a diagnosis that you are dealing with, maybe some symptoms and you're going, I don't know what this means. Kind of nervous about going to the doctor. Always good to, you know, give us a call. And Dr. Mixon can maybe point you in the direction or maybe a loved one is dealing with something that um, is scary and you didn't get all the facts or, you know, it's hard when you go in and you you get that diagnosis yes, and you come away going, okay, I missed this. What was this? And, and what? I, uh, uh, give us a call. We would love to talk with you and hopefully make that make sense for you. And uh, 800-465-8770 is the number to get through today on our, our radio program. Okay. Yeah. So shall we chat about biological age? Yes. As opposed to chronological age? Yes. That's the one that <laughs> folks say, well, you know, I'm approaching my 60th or 70th birthday, but I sure don't feel that. Yeah. Well, there's actually, um, there are protein methylation tests, there are histone methylation tests, and there are DNA methylation tests mm. that 
have come up with a variety of biological age categories. Okay. Uh, that has that say you may be fifty years old, but biologically you are forty. 55, 60, whatever. Okay. And they they have represented themselves as able to give you a, a real number that says, this is how old your body is functioning, no matter what your chronologic age. And there are people, especially in the biohacker community, folks that want to function as well as possible, mm-hmm. who use that to try to adjust their uh, their programs to to make themselves better, and there's an enormous amount you can do to alter the way your body is, is functioning. That is what we do at Longevity. That's yes. our specialty, <laughs> making you as strong, fast, lean, smart, sexy, and happy as possible for as long in life as possible. Um, I have not been using those in the clinic because they just have not been precise enough. Okay. The first ones that came out uh, seven or eight years ago had a margin of error of about seven and a half years. Well, if it says you're 50 or it says you're 45 or it says you're 55, it's all within the margin of error. Yeah. It doesn't tell me anything. Okay. The second generation came out and they narrowed that down to about two and a half years. That was a whole lot better. Okay. And now the third generation is out. And... But then we have to say, what tissue are are we looking at that has been methylated? Are we looking at the DNA, at the histones, at, you know, at the proteins in general? Um, and so I am currently wading through the latest generations of these, finding what I want to put in place. I think they're getting accurate enough now that I can put them in play in our clinic. And uh, so I've I've identified a couple that I'm narrowing down. I'm I'm going to be zipping off to their to their labs. I'll be talking mm. with their people, and um, see what we can negotiate for bulk. For, okay, for yeah. our people. Uh, you know they they range anywhere from. $99, which are pretty much worthless, mm. uh, that only look at a few factors, all the way up to $450. Uh, I'm trying to negotiate a really top-notch one for maybe 250 or three. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Um, yeah. So I think that'll be the next thing we add at Longevity is the very latest, most precise version of, a, of an aging clock that we can possibly come up with. Okay. And, uh, That's exciting. Yeah. And of course, as the technology continues, we'll change it. All right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because, totally. you know, it's, it's very dramatically over the last seven or eight years and it will continue to vary. But the latest ones, the one I'm looking at the, the closest right now actually can say th- th- they have looked at people from 40 to 93. And we can say when your methylation of this DNA gets to this point is when we normally start to see cancer form. Oh, wow. And when it gets to that point is when most people start having strokes and heart attacks. Mm. And when it gets to this point over here is where people usually start getting dementia. Mm. And the fascinating thing about that one for me then is to say, okay, we do this test and we don't just say what your biological age is. Mm -hmm. We say... According to the statistics, your risk of developing cancer, you're within about two years of that, or wow. you're within 10 years of that, or you're 20 years away from that, or, you know, or guess what? You're there. You're there. You know, Time to do and something And we better do something it. right now. So, so when we're looking at predictions for when you are most likely to get cancers and heart attacks and dementia and diabetes, those are now the things that we're starting to narrow down on with these tests. Now these tests start to get useful. Yes, yes. <laughs> right. Instead of just putting you in the uh, um, in the general category. That's, that's right. right. So that's okay. going to be the next step in longevity. That's exciting. Longevity medical clinic. So we're going to start adding those at a real discount, and then having the doctor go over them with you. Mm-hmm. And then fine-tuning your individual program to lower your risk factors as much as possible for each of those conditions that you are at risk for. 
Wonderful. Oh, that's good. Yep. I'll have to ask you about that. That's in a my few next weeks. step. <laughs> the next step. Dr. Mixon's always working on something. Okay, let's go to the phones. We have Ray on the line. And good morning, Ray, calling from Seattle. Hi there. Hello, Ray. Hey, good morning. I got a question about prostate. You know, I talked to you about the uh, the resume procedure, and I yes. talked to my uh, urologist about it, and I asked him about the side effects, and he said that um, sometimes that the, the dead tissue uh-huh. can break off and go in and clog up the uh, u- urethra. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, the urethra, and and that's why sometimes urethra. if they. Yeah, if they've had to do a large procedure, you may end up having to use a catheter for a little while. Um, well, but you did have say to, that, so five days of that. Yeah, and, uh, and because that's statistically the time period in which you're most likely to get a clot or a tissue break of some sort. But, you know, oh, you do that. Okay. It, it doesn't matter how they treat your prostate. Uh, if they use the, the laser or they use the old uh, the cutting loop or they do the resume, you're killing tissue. I mean, that's, that's how we open the channel so that you have room to pee. And so tissue has to die. It's just that's the real world. And depending on the technique well, you use to kill that tissue, that's you know that, that that's how long you have to use the the, uh, the catheter. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I I, th- I thought the prost- the prostate was outside of you know surrounded the urethra and the bladder. They were separate. It is. How does that it how is. does that did how, how does that tissue get into the bladder to go through you know. Okay. Well, yeah, let's talk about that. First of all, the prostate in most men, because, again, good Lord made us according to a same general plan, but there's enormous variation, okay? But we've generally got three lobes to the prostate, and two of them go behind and up either side, and a third lobe comes over the top. So they completely surround that prostatic urethra. So you've got the bladder. You have the bladder neck. And then the urethra is the tube that carries the urine from the bladder in a man all the way down the length of the penis and lets you urinate and, you know, drop that out. But the prostatic urethra is that portion of the urethra that runs through the prostate. But in order to kill the prostate or kill portions of the prostate, you have to go through the walls of the urethra. Now, the advantage of the, of the resume is you're just doing a needle stick to go through. So you stick it, you stick the needle, say, on the left side, and you inject a little bit of steam, and you kill some prostate tissue. And then you go down and lower on that lobe, and you, you inject, and you kill it again. And you reach over to the other down low, and you do it, and then you do it. So basically, you kind of go around the urethra injecting steam through the through a needle that you've punched a hole. So the only damage to the urethra of these is where those needle sticks are. Okay. And so the the odds on you getting tissue that's going to come into the urethra or into the bladder is very low. Now if you do okay. any of the if you do any of the other techniques like the the cutting no, loop or the lasers the only way to kill the prostate tissue is to destroy that portion of the urethra first. You can't get at the prostate unless you get through the urethra. And when you're using a laser or something to, to wipe out a fair bit of prostate, you first have to totally destroy that whole section of the urethra. And then it has to heal in and make a pseudo-urethra, you know, a a... a scar tissue based replacement for that section of urethra and that's where you get a lot of stuff that goes back into the bladder and so on ah. right well i'm not i'm that's why i'm going to do the resume so i'm yeah. scheduled okay. to do it i'm just kind of curious hey um yep. so is there anything that that you could suggest that will help with the uh the bladder spasms because he said, my, the guy I'm going to uh, over um, Overlake, he says that uh, that even even though you know there may be a, a bigger channel now for the urine to go through, uh-huh. the bladder has been kind of damaged or something, yes. and it's still going to probably wake me up because you know I wake up about every hour and a half, two hours a night, and, and just to go to the bathroom and drip a few yes. drops, you know. But yeah. during the daytime, I don't feel that. But at nighttime, it's just like there's something. Yes. 
mm. chemical, whatever the trigger is, nerve that does it. The it, nerves are being, yeah, the, I, the I nerve. When you obstruct that so that you're, you're not emptying the bladder, you know, you the bladder will hold two or three hundred cc's at maximum, and the reason you're peeing often is you're only getting maybe thirty, forty, fifty cc's out, ah. and you and the rest of that two hundred stays in the bladder, and it stays stretched. That constant stretch damages the nerves. Those nerves are supposed to let you know that it's time to pee. Your bladder's full. Come on, empty oh. me. Let's do this. <laughs> All right, but when you go for it's years. Yeah, you go for years with constant stretch on those nerves. Mm. Eventually, they adjust to the fact that, oh, this is the new normal. You know, I better get this guy to pee and get a little pressure off here. And so you're waking up every few hours. Um, that nerve damage, if you let it go too long, too bad, it can be permanent. You can have permanent damage oh, okay. to those, those bladder nerves. These are also by the nerve, by the way, some of the nerves that help innovate the penis and provide you with some of your erectile function. And that's why men who have prostatic hypertrophy often end up with ED because they're damaging those nerves. Now, if the nerves are not too... Yeah, if the nerves are not too badly damaged, when you open up that channel and you let that bladder now empty and go down to a normal size, and it'll take some time to go down, it won't be overnight, mm -hmm. but for it to heal and repair over the next six months or so, you'll usually get your bladder control back and you may find that your erectile function has improved dramatically too. So those are the good news. Okay. That is. Hopefully that's helpful for you, Ray. We got to take a break. Right. Okay, thank you. Okay, right, thank you welcome, so much, sir. Bye Ray. Bye. All right, taking a quick break for Leading Edge Medicine. Lines are open at 800-465-8770. Hilmer, you are next, and Rick will be talking with you as well. Stay tuned with Dr. Jerry Mixon. This is Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine. Don't believe the lie that you have to fall apart at the normal rate and see what your options really are at lmclinic.com. Stay tuned for more. With Paramount Pharmacy. As a medical clinic, we cannot tell anyone where they have to go to fill their compounded prescriptions. We can only make suggestions. But for the last two years, we have referred our patients to Paramount Pharmacy for three key reasons excellent quality control, excellent pricing, and excellent customer service. And now, due to our new management oversight and relationship, Longevity Development and Paramount are actually working together to better serve our patients. A team approach to better health care. It truly can make a difference. And now, to celebrate and to convince you that we truly feel we can better serve your health needs while saving you money, Paramount has agreed to make an offer to all new patients willing to give Paramount a try. On your first prescription only, Paramount is offering you a 90-day supply for their 30-day cost. That's right, a 90-day prescription for the 30-day cost. All you need to do is call Paramount at 425-251-1660. It's as simple as that. Call 425-251-1660. You hear all the time about fitness and doing exercise. Where do you get the energy to start your exercise program? With longevity, I was able to start my exercise program and that parlayed into more energy of which I ended up going from 220 pounds to about 180 pounds in about two years. And that has changed my life. And that's why I tell everyone I know about longevity. Really, 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 are you really mine? Really, 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 are you really mine? You tell me that you love me and you tell me that you want me and you even wear my graduation ring. <laughs> oh, Dr. Mixon and I'm Lynette. We like to do wop on those. We songs. do our do wops. That's right. Do wop. That they didn't quite do wop. It wasn't a do wop. That was a do wop. 
Oh, welcome back. Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon in the house with a big smile on. He's got his tea. I've got my coffee. We are ready to talk with you. And we would love it if you could call our phone number and get involved. 800-465-8770 is the number to get through, just like Hilmer did, calling in from Redmond. Good morning, Hilmer. Hello, Hilmer. Good morning. Hey, I got a question uh, asking for a friend, actually, regarding a female hormone replacement. Um, She uh, went to her, you know, ordinary doctors and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, we'll fix this. We're just going to we'll send you a a patch with some horse uh, estrogen in it and just put it on and (laughs) and everything will be fine. Don't worry. Same, you know, one size fits all and it works really well. And. Here next, you go. Please. See you next year. That's right. And, you know, if you yeah, wake yeah. up in the morning with the urge to whinny, you know, well, that's just goes for being horse hormones. Oh, so. boy. Oh, boy. Okay, so, let's talk. You know, uh, so, you know, I'm a little more complicated than that. I, don't know, just, I just don't accept that. Uh, yeah, take this yeah. and don't ask any questions. Yeah. But don't so I don't really morning. accept yeah. that. So I said, hey, wait a minute here. I said, I'm going to call Dr. Mixon. I know yes. he has some opinions about horse extrusions because I've heard about it for the last decade. I yep. can't remember exactly what the the anti-horse estrogen arguments are, but right. he's, he clearly leans against horse estrogens. So, I do. Okay. I do. And, uh, okay. And they ask about, well, we, you know, they, well, we got some alternatives. We can give you some pellets. We can give you, I go, no, 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 no. I said, no pellets, none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I said, you need to look into the Versa base where they can control and customize the amount of uh, replacement mm-hmm. hormones you need. Not, don't just do one size fits all and one steady stream of hormones twenty four seven. I said that's. I don't think. I don't think that's the right way to go. So here I am okay. asking Dr. Mixon. Good job, Wilmer. Okay, Dr. Yeah. Mixon. How do we start with hormone replacement? Uh, out. All right. Well, first of all, hor- hormone or estrogen. Estrogen is not a chemical. Estrogen is a class of chemicals. Mm. There are dozens and dozens of estrogens in this world. Plants make estrogen. Beans and peas make estrogens. They just make very different estrogens than people. Okay. And that's why I always kind of smile when somebody says, well, yes, I'm using biodegradable. I'm using, you know, uh, uh, phytoestrogens. Well, phyto means plant. You know, and I have to tell them, lady, you're not not a a soybean, you know, no, (laughs) Um, you're a human being. Humans make a very specific mixture of estrogens. Dogs make a different mixture. Cats make a different mixture. Horses make a different mixture. If you go into the physician desk at reference, which when I was a young doc, we didn't have the Internet. So that's all we had was the PDR. The physician desk. And if you read what the federal government says about those conjugated equine estrogens, only one third of the estrogens in that mixture are ever found in a human being. Wow. Okay, the other two-thirds of the estrogens in that mix are found only in equine species. Those are horses. Horses. Okay. Donkeys, zebras. <laughs> okay, the uh, equine family. Never in a human being. Uh, now, it strikes me <clears throat> that the human body was designed to work best with a specific mixture of estrogens. And for my wife and even for myself... I want my body to have a human mixture of hormones. That seems logical. You know, yeah. Makes good sense to me. Yes. Because that's what we were designed to function best with. The other thing is we were never designed to eat sex hormones, which is why I strongly disagree with the pills. Uh, at least she's getting a patch, so it's coming in transdermally, so she's getting smoother absorption of the wrong hormones. But, you know, at least... Uh, She's not eating them. She's not eating. Yeah, I mean, there is no natural source for human hormones. It, it, no, the only place you could get human type hormones, if, you, if you're in the habit, what, what is that ringing I'm hearing in the background? Uh, is that your phone or is that something at the studio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Well, That's his friend calling. Turn, on, turn off your movement. alerts. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only way you're going to get human type or hormones is to eat human ovaries and testicles. Okay, and we don't do that. And that makes up a, the smallest part of anybody's diet that I hang around with. Yes, that's true. You know, so, yeah, 
you know, Hannibal Lecter, maybe, maybe. but the rest yeah. of us, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, no. And even when you take that hormone pill, even if you take a pill of, quote, bioidentical hormone, bioidentical means they're the same hormones your own body produced. Okay. So you are looking at human type hormones. That's what we do with bioidentical. When you take them as a pill, that comes down into your into your gut, your body thinks it's food. Mm. And so, A, you try to digest it and break it apart. What you do absorb goes straight from the gut to the liver, and you get your 24-hour dose in one 20-minute whack. Whoa. And you overload the liver's ability to process it, and that imp- impacts the clotting cascade, which is why women who take oral estrogens, pills that have estrogens, such as birth control pills, increase their risk of blood clots. Oh. and strokes and heart attacks because you're not supposed to eat them. And no. swallowing a pill from your body standpoint is the same as eating. Okay. Okay. You just didn't chew, but you absorbed it from your gut. And it's not supposed to come. It's supposed to come trickling in. All month, right? Your well, hormones? all 24 hours all 24 a day. Hours. Okay. And it cycles up at some points of the month and down at other points down. of the month. But never do you get the full day supply in 20 minutes. Oh, okay. And so that's my complaint with the pills. Okay. It's, it's simply not physiologic. So I want to recreate hormone, human hormone balance. And I want to recreate it as closely as we can to what your own body did when you were young. Now, your friend is probably over 50, since I doubt you're hanging around with 20-year-olds. But if you are, good for you, my friend. Uh, Actually, 40. (laughs) (laughs) Because even at 40, her her levels are dropping. And if they're recommending that she gets hormones, she's in premature menopause. I I need to, to add that she had one ovary taken out. Yeah, so she was. Yeah, so she's working with yeah with half the production, so that would account for her going through early. Um, So yeah, we we want to measure exactly where she is, not just estrogen. We want to measure nine different hormones, okay, and we want to not use her age as the as the goal. We want to use a younger woman so that she gets all of the benefits that a younger woman had from a balanced, comprehensive hormone replacement, not just estrogen. Because what most, most women, in fact, I'm afraid most doctors don't recognize, the primary sex hormone in young women is not estrogen. It's not. It's testosterone. A, young, a 20-year-old girl has two and a half to three times as much testosterone in her system as estrogen. So I don't think very many of us know that. Yeah. You know? No, no. Men, oh. men yeah, and, I had no idea. Men no. and women, the primary sex hormone is testosterone. Both men and women make estrogen. Women make more estrogen than men do. But in both of us, testosterone is our number one sex hormone. And so we replace her testosterone and her estrogen and her progesterone and her pregnenolone and her dehydroepiandosterone and both of her thyroid hormones. And, you know, we're looking at her growth hormones. We're looking at her insulin, which is, by the way, a hormone. Uh, We're looking at a whole lot of stuff, not just estrogen. If we're going to replace it, I want to replace everything your body needs not just part of what your body needs. Mm -hmm. That's how we make you stronger, faster, leaner, smarter, sexier, and happier. Answer your question? Is that helpful for you? Yes, it does. I I have one more question relating to, this is different, but regarding protein intake in in older people experiencing sarcopenia. I saw something that said that if you you have too much protein intake, particularly in older people, that will actually increase your sarcopenia, and that also, if you if your if your protein intake is too high, okay. that you can turn it, you get ammonia buildup problems. Do you have any right. comments on that? Yes, a fair bit. However, okay. you have about a ninety seconds <laughs> yeah, we, to talk about that. We have ninety that, seconds till the next break. So then we've got more callers so I'm on going, the line. So I'm going to have to address that after the break. Okay. Okay. But okay. the reality right. is. 
a healthy a healthy older person over 60 needs twice as much protein as a young person because we don't digest it as well. Mm. Uh, older people, your stomach acid is decreasing, and that stomach acid, the hydrochloric acid in the stomach, is the first step of breaking down the protein so that you can absorb it. Mm. Okay. And so older folks don't make as much acid. They don't break down their proteins as, as efficiently. Their pancreas doesn't work as well. So they need more protein, but not too much. All right. Okay. Is that helpful for you? Yeah. I'll get back in. I'll get back in that because sarcopenia is a special case. Yes. So I'm going okay. to address that after the break. All right. All right. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> okay, you stay right there, Hilmer, and we will be back with you, Rick. And we have another caller from Bellevue as well as finishing up talking about hormone replacements and now protein and uh, why older people need twice as much protein. Yep. We'll be back with more leading-edge medicine in just a moment, and here's the number to get through. It's 800-465-8770.